Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Good morning. Welcome to the Women of Golf, the number one women's golf show around the world, with hosts Ted Odorico and Cindy Miller. Join them as they interview some of the best players from the Symmetra, LPGA, and Legends Tour, and so many others, helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. All right, good morning, everybody. Once again, welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside, of course, is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we, of course, are your hosts. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. What's up? Well, we're going to have an awesome show. Uh, We've got a great young lady coming on. She's been here many times before. In fact, she was here just a few weeks ago. We'll bring her out in a second. Uh, Of course, um, I'm talking about uh, Rayshin Liu, who just won this past weekend's Symmetra Tour event, the Casino del Sol Golf Classic. This is her sixth overall and her second of the season out of three events that she's been, and we're going to talk about that. And then a little bit later on, Cindy, we're going to be joined by Brittany Gilo. She is an LPJ uh, Class A teacher professional and owner of Gilo Golf. We'll bring her on the second half. So we don't have to introduce this young lady because we've said so much about her in the last year or so since she's been winning all these events. And we were just talking a second ago. We said the last time she was on, which was just a few weeks ago, go out and win another tournament. You can come back. So she took us up on her offer. So, Cindy, let's welcome Rajin Liu. Good morning, Rockstar. <laughs> good morning, Ted and Cindy. How are you? Good. We're are doing you good. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you're uh, Are you getting no, sick she... of us? I don't know if she can hear me. <laughs> I said, are you getting sick of us? No, no, no. I mean, it's always great to come back and talk to you guys. <laughs> well, good. She had to think about that one well, first, though. <laughs> yeah, she so, did. Ra- yeah, a little hesitant there. Um, so, Rachel, let me ask you something. So, first off, congratulations from us both uh, on winning this past weekend's uh, event. And as I said, you, you won uh, just a few weeks ago. And uh, I remember the story a little bit that you actually had not played for several months. You'd gone back, I believe you said you'd gone back to China, which is, of course, where you're from, and um, you were nursing a little bit of a foot injury. You came back and I think maybe had like a a week to play a little bit or practice up, and you went out and won the first event of the season on the Symmetra Tour. Um, I mean, that pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah, I mean, um, earlier of the year, I was basically um, stayed back home to treat my foot all the way until beginning of March. And then I only spent a week, maybe 10 days at Florida, you know, trying to get back. And then um, we started at Arizona. So didn't have much time, but it turned out pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say it turned out pretty good. And and then you went on to the next event, which I believe you said just a moment ago off air that you tied for fifth. So that's that's nothing to sneeze at either. That's a pretty good finish there. But then you went right back out and you won this past weekend um, in another, if I remember correctly, the first one ended the same way where you tied and then went on to win in a playoff. And you tied this last weekend and won in the playoff again. So walk us through a little bit of the tournament this past weekend leading up to the final round? So um, the first few rounds, you know, pretty decent, just playing my golf. And then, you know, first two rounds is both four under. 
which for this course, there's a couple of um, par five that I actually can reach into. Most of the girls can. And um, so the wind wasn't so bad because I was playing early, like 7-12 the first round. And so the wind wasn't that hard, and I was lucky to be teeing off that early to be able to give myself a chance to shoot low. And then uh, second round, I was four under after nine holes. But then hole number 10 is a really tricky par five. And after I doubled that one, it it was kind of Mm. like, you know, um, it hurts a little bit mentally. So um, from that point on, just nothing dropped for me. And I was basically six shots back um, to start the final round. So for me, actually, didn't really thought about, you know, I can do this. Um, But, of course, you know, the final goal is to win. It's to win every week. You're trying to win every week. But at that point, I really didn't think about it because I was, you know, six shot back. And I'm not even talking about I'm second. I was third at that time. So two girls I need to go chase. And um, so I think mentally I'm pretty relaxed at that point because, you know, there's no that pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm tied with someone, then that's a different story. You have to go get it. And you have to push, push, push from hole number one. And but it didn't happen for me. I I mean the fact is I even bogey my first hole on the final round. So I I don't think that's like a really bad thing just because right off the bat you have a bogey. You kind of that's like you know, that makes me awake a little more. It's like, hey, it's time to go to work and um I, I think I'm just mentally more relaxed at that point. You know, you mentioned that you were you were six shots back going into Sunday's round. So as you said, you know, you're a little bit relaxed. You're not tied with the lead or even, you know, a, a close second. Uh, so you can go and just play your game. And obviously if the putts fall and, you know, the shots are there, uh, then you've got a good chance of, of catching up. But I, I really like your approach is that you – you don't allow it to your your mental side of the game sort of overtake uh, your playing side. You're you're very relaxed, very calm, and that's that's unusual, you know, for a lot of golfers to be able to be that relaxed. Um, wouldn't you agree, Cindy? Absolutely. But but again, you know, she's six shots back. She's doesn't just go play golf. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. So I agree with her. So tell us about the round. What happened? Somebody must have shot a high number. You shot a low number. and Give us a scoop. So um, it's basically, um, you know, the windiest day out of the four days. So uh, at that point, the front night was really, really windy. Um, all three of us on the final group, it's pretty much struggle from the gate. And um, I bogey the first one. And then I birdie, I believe it's number six, is a par five. And then I birdie number nine. So I was one under at that point. And uh, our leader, I think she shot two over, I think. So that's three shots already. And then after we make the turn, the wind all of a sudden calmed down. And I'm like, this might be a chance to go low for the back nine. And then, but you know, also at that time, I really wasn't thinking about the final result at all. I was par all the way from number 10 to number 14. I'm like three shots back when there's only four holes to play. And number 15, yeah, Mm. and I birdied the last four straight, which is a par three, par four, par four, par four. And it was two wedge shot in, and then. Uh, to nine iron and they were all pretty close the first one is six feet the second one is seven yeah seven feet the third one is nine feet and the final one is two to three feet so it was really you know once I'm there um, once I get the first two birdies the adrenaline started coming up so everything is just so straight and uh it feels really good, you know, to play your last four. Then you're in a playoff. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Go ahead. Are you there? Yes. So you were in a playoff, yes? Yes, yes. So we played two holes, just like um, a few weeks ago. Mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Listen to you. So I, I just have to – normally if you win three events in a in a calendar year – you get put up to the LPGA tour. Is that true? Um, I believe so, because the last time I win three in 2018, it was the last two. You know, I win the first one in July, and I win the last two of the season. So it doesn't matter. So I didn't really understand the policy, but I believe it's like if you win three in the same calendar year, that puts you up to the LPGA automatically. But I think this year they're sticking with um, the Mangas. Wow. Mm. But the catch is, if you play well all year, you're going to be exempt for the LPGA Tour anyway. Yes. Yes, that's true. Got it. Wow. Ted, go ahead. Very So what was your mindset? You know, let's go back to the playoff a little bit. You were um... – you're up against a young lady from Switzerland, uh, Morgan, I believe is uh, who it was, and very similar to the event a few weeks ago, uh, you played two holes. The first one, you, you went tied, and then you got a little bit more aggressive on the second one. Was your mindset pretty much the same going into this playoff where you're just going to focus on your game, you're not going to allow – you know, any sort of negative thoughts creep in. You're just going to go out there. You're going to focus on the hole, do what you need to do to get it done. What was your thought process as you stepped on the first tee of the playoff holes? Well, you know, last time when I did the playoff, that was actually my first ever playoff in my life. So there's a little bit nervous going on there, you know, from myself, just because I've never done it before. And uh, this time, because I already done it once and I actually won. So, there's more of like excitement going on, especially I just birdied my 72, seven, uh, 72 holes, you know. So I know the hole. I know how to play that pin location, even though it's tucked right back with waters on both right and back side. But I actually put it just three feet from the hole. So I was really, really exciting about playing the playoffs. And, um, you know, Morgan and I are from the same golf course down at Lake Nona. So we see each other pretty often, you know. So we kind of know each other. And that kind of eased the whole situation. And um, the first first playoff hole, we both didn't get really close. It's just because I was mm, between my pitching wedge and my 48 degrees. And because there's water on the backside, so I choose the 48 to be a little aggressive, just to take the water out of play. And because I'm a little bit aggressive, I um, draw it a little bit too much. So I'm like eight yards on the left of the pin. And none of us made birdie because we were both pretty far away. And the second one, um, I'm like, if I want to end this one quick, um, I have to be really aggressive. I have to go towards the pin. And, you know, the funny thing is I was a little bit hungry at that time because it's been a long day. <laughs> and I didn't expect to play that long, you know, under the wind. So I'm like, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. So I just aimed straight at the pin. And um, it's like 12 feet away from the hole. And then um, very, very straight putt. Just aim at the back of the hole and just knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cindy, let's see. Let's see if we understand what Rajin just just said. She was feeling kind of hungry, so she said, "You know what? I'm going to end this now. I'm just going to put this away and and go get something to eat. I don't want to play anymore. I'm hungry, so I'm just going to end the tournament and and win it overall in the playoff. I mean, does it get any better than that? <laughs> well, there's motivation, right? I'm out of here. Let me go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's such a long day in that windy weather, you know, and <laughs> your brain is kind of everywhere at that point, and you're playing the same hole over and over. So I'm like, 
I want to get out of here and just do the best I can. <laughs> well, as Cindy said, that's some great motivation. So let me just ask you one other thing, and then, Cindy, I'll throw it back to you. So, Rayshan, let me ask you, you know, obviously, overall, your game was was, was pretty solid, um, you know, throughout the tournament. Obviously, you didn't start off as as well because you were, you were a number of strokes back from the leaders coming in Sunday. But obviously, overall, your your game was was pretty uh, pretty solid. What part of your game do you think this weekend really helped you out the most? Was it your putting? Was your overall short game? Was it your long game? What area uh, of the game do you think was your strongest suit this weekend? Um, I believe it's my iron shot. Um, so, for example, her second round, I shot four under. But I didn't feel like my putting is good at all because I'm I hit 18 green in regulation. Even though I was on the fairway all the time, but I I put it on the green every single hole, and then wow. I just made four putts. That's it. You know, it's just my iron shot. I'm on the green. I'm giving myself a chance. And then overall, the whole week the iron has been pretty solid. I didn't really worry about. It's going way left or way right. I can be aggressive, just aim at the pin and just fire the shot. I think that gives me a lot of room to work with. Wow. Cindy, I mean, 18 greens in regulation, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, Go ahead. You know what I hear? um, There is no emotion. It's just, it's what... what are the facts, ma'am? What was that, dragnet? Just the facts. Uh, and that's what I hear you saying is, okay, I'm hungry. Let's get this over with. Fire at the pen. Let's go. Not, oh, I'm going to win my sixth tournament and I want to be exempt. And it, none of that. It's just let's get this done. And uh, good for you. That's great. Absolutely great. Yeah, now, what's cause... going on? Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. So, I was really thinking about, you know, I did my best out of the day. In that really windy day, I shot five under. It can't get any better, you know. I'm just really happy with myself. So whatever result is for the playoff, I will take it. It's a good day at the end of the day, no matter what the uh, playoff result is. So I think, you know, really good mindset overall. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what's this week? Uh, Utah. It's a new course. Super. And today's Tuesday. Is it three rounds or four? Yes. So it's going to be a longer uh, trip to the next one, so you will actually be Saturday finish. Hmm. Say that again. So... um. Because it will be a longer trip to the next week, it will actually be a Saturday finish this week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Ah. Oh. Really? Yep. So you're in Utah now. Yes, we uh, we got here yesterday. And did you get a chance to play, or are you going to play today? Uh, I'm going to play today after um, this phone call. Awesome. And it's really early there. It's 7.18. I have a tea time at 8.25. So I'm going to drive. It takes me 25 minutes to drive there. Wow. Good girl. Good girl. Very, very good, Rachel. Yeah, let me, let me ask you, um, you know, it sounds to me really the strongest part of your game is really, you know, I've been really listening to what you're saying this morning. And as I touched on a little bit earlier, you're very, very relaxed and very calm about your overall game. You know, obviously there's, you know, little hiccups here and there as we all have, but you don't seem to really sweat the small stuff, as they say, uh, or really allow it to get you down. Would you say the mental part of your game is probably one of the strongest areas of your game? I mean, I feel like after all these tournaments I play on the Symmetra, it kind of gives me a confidence in this environment. You know, I already mm-hmm. win five times. Um, I know how it's going. 
I win in many ways. I lead to win. I kind of chase to win. I was tied, and then I finally win. So I kind of was in all the situation before. And on the golf course, I'm like, I can't stress about coming because nobody's going to predict what is coming. So why mm-hmm. stress about it? Just go out and play. Whatever comes, it comes. And just take it and move on. So there's not really, you know, help if you start stressing about it before you even start it, you know. That's only going to make everything tougher. So I will set a goal. I want to win, but that's always before I play. But once I'm standing on the tee box, all I'm thinking is how can I make the best out of this shot? And if it didn't turn out great, then think about what went wrong and then fix it next time. Because there's nothing else you can do. You can only swing the golf club for that golf shot once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great attitude, and that's exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. Is you know you're you you've as a result of these wins, you know number six now on Symmetra, You're exactly right. You've developed a confidence that has allowed you to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to focus on this shot right now. Whatever happens, happens. If it comes off the way I want, great. If it doesn't, I'll figure out what it is I did wrong. And as you said, you know, make it better the next time, but then move on. You're not going to dwell on it. You're not going to, you know, let it creep into your mind and bother you for the rest of the day. You're going to just go on to the next shot and to the next and so on and so forth. So let me ask you, you mentioned a moment ago that you're in Utah now and this is a new golf course. Do you do anything special to prepare do you study? Are you somebody that kind of studies the holes um, and really analyzes it, or you just sort of go out and say, you know what, um, it's just another golf course. I'm not going to, you know, try to overanalyze. It. I'm just going to go out and play the shots I know I'm capable of playing. And again, what happens happens. Um, I try to see a new golf courses in the, um, you know, the simple way, as simple as possible. Because uh, without playing in the tournament, if you overthink about it or if I analyze it way too much, sometimes you can, you know, I can get trapped into a mindset which I'm start calculating too much number. And that can actually really slow me down in my pace. And I don't want that. But I'm not saying analyzing is not good. It's just I don't want to do it too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, for this week, um, after the California events, we have two weeks off. So I, we actually drove here and played a practice round. So that's, um, you know, kind of gives me an idea what this golf course looks like. And I know it's tough. I know it's going to be windy. It's going to be up and down, hard to walk. So, um, and I just won last week. So that put a lot of pressure off, off of me. And um, I just want to go see what the golf course looks like this week. Um, pretty much make some notes today and uh, mm-hmm. practice a little bit tomorrow and see what's happening. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a, a good formula for success. Obviously, it's 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 served you well over the last few years, um, winning as many tournaments as you have. And, you know, I mean, again, you know, after having a, an extended period off, um, you know, late last season into the early part of this year because of a, a foot injury, um, and then coming out right out of the gate and winning the very first tournament without really not having a lot of practice coming into it. And then here, just a few weeks later, you're winning another event. Um, you know, you've obviously, what you do works for you. And, you know, just stick with it because it's obviously a formula for success. Let me ask you one final question before we let you go. Uh, you obviously, as I just mentioned, you had uh, a foot uh, injury last year that kind of uh, gave you some problems. How is it holding up so far this season? Is it bothering you at all, or has it been pretty good? So um, before I left China, coming here, the doctor saying it's pretty much 80 to 90 percent. And um, the fact I didn't feel any pain since then, um, that's a good thing, but we don't know until we are done for the whole year because this injury started with constantly walking. So I need to walk a little bit more, you know, longer 
to see if mm-hmm. he's fully healed. But at the point, it's pretty good so far. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. That's so far, so yeah, so far, so good. So I think that's fantastic. Well, Rajan, again, congratulations on winning this past weekend's event, and good luck this week. And by the way, number seven, uh, seven is my lucky number. So feel free to win this weekend's event, <laughs> and uh, we'll have you back. We'll have you back next Tuesday uh, for for another discussion. But good luck this uh, this week. All right. Thank you so much, Ken and Cindy, and I will try my best to see you again as soon as possible. <laughs> All right. good, sweetie. Go play your practice round. Have a great day. Thank right. you. You too. You're welcome. All right, Rajin Liu, winner of the Casino del Sol Golf Classic on the Symmetra Tours past weekend and in Utah this week uh, on their next event. And, you know, Cindy, just very quickly before we, we move on, you know, I can't emphasize enough the calmness that she has. I mean, she's just so relaxed, just so, you know, and, and, you know, we're joking a little bit, but, you know, going back to the playoff, I mean, you know what? I'm hungry. I got to end this event and, you know, let's get it done. And so I can go and get a sandwich or something. You know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't seem like anything's shaking her. What do you think? I think it's a great attitude. And, and like she said, yeah. I can't control what's going to happen. And she, you know, she was three shots back with four holes to play, and she birdies all of them and, and wins in the playoff. So don't assume it's over or, you know, either way. You've either won or you've lost. Don't Never assume. Yeah. That's you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, uh, leading up uh, each week, you know, I get the, uh, you know, I see the uh, the statistics as, as far as, you know, where the players are in the event. And I, it was funny because I got the day before Sunday or on Saturday, I got the, the pairings and so forth. And I was able to see that she was six shots back. And I thought, oh, you know, it's, she's having a pretty good tournament, but doesn't look like she's going to make it. And, you know, voila, the next thing you know, I'm getting the info being sent over and say, Rajin's going to be your guest Tuesday. And I'm like, what? She was six shots, six shots back. So, you know, right? Right, she just, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, and not to, to insinuate that she's not capable of doing it or anything. Obviously, we we now know she is, but you know, you don't expect it. That's a that's a pretty big, you know, coming into a final round to be that far back. Um, and I mean, she had some good rounds leading up to it, but you know, she was not leading the tournament, and uh, you know, she wasn't just one or two shots. She was six back, and anything can happen. You know, the wind picks up, the wind dies down. You know, you get into some some easier holes, some difficult holes. I mean, anything can happen. But I, I just, again, I can't emphasize enough. I just go back to her, her attitude. I, I have not, you know, and I say this sincerely. Of all the girls that we have interviewed on this show, I don't think I've ever experienced anyone with with the same calmness and in, in attitude as as she has. I mean, usually they're saying, "Well, you know, I'm thinking this or I'm thinking that." She just gets out there and she says, I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. And I'm just going to go and get it done. And I'm not going to worry about it. If I win, great. Obviously, I'm, wanna, I'm coming out here. I want to win. But if I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm just going to move on to the next event. And I think that's, well, and there, uh, just that's a winning. the truth. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And if you get ahead or behind, <clears throat> you're just messing with yourself. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, all right, we're going to move on here real quick. A uh, quick uh, message from Golf Tips, and then we'll interview our second special guest this morning. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. All right. Um, Cindy, we're joined by a young lady who... Um, not only is an LPJ uh, Class A teacher professional uh, and owns her own business, uh, Gilo Golf, 
but um, she also tackles uh, much of the uh, fitness, particularly the cardio side. Uh, she's actually worked with uh, Karen Palacios Jansen uh, in doing so, and uh, she's a great young lady. She was a former academic All-American at NCAA's Division III Hope College. Uh, Brittany helped the Flying Dutch women's team qualify for the D3 National Championship for the first time in its school history back in 2015. She's also an all-three-time uh, all-state selection for Division II girls golf and a member of the Mona Shores girls golf team that won four consecutive state championships from 20, uh, 2009 to 2012. And uh, while uh, playing competitively, she made several trips to see Patty Butcher, uh, who worked with her on mechanics and uh, obviously the mental approach to the game. And it was during that time that Brittany developed an interest in teaching golf. Um, so very interesting background here for this young lady. So, Cindy, let's uh, welcome our second special guest this morning, Brittany Gilo. Good morning. Morning. How are you guys? Welcome to – we're doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Where do you live? I live in Michigan. <laughs> so right on Lake Michigan in a little town called Muskegon. Hmm. Well, how nice. How yeah. nice. <laughs> well, it's sort of. And it's sort of nice right now. <laughs> we're getting out of the winter season. So we're hoping for some sunny weather and a little bit warmer than 40 degrees soon. So. I hear you. We're supposed to get snow tonight. I'm in Buffalo. Oh, okay. so I think yeah, you're you sending it. <laughs> it my way. It's your fault, Brittany. <laughs> Very good. Let's go ahead. Um, so, Brittany, let me ask you, as I uh, just mentioned, you know, you've worked with uh, Karen Palacios Jansen, who we've had on the show uh, from Cardio Golf. A uh, number of times over the years, and you're actually a certified cardio golf instructor. So, tell us about how that came about um, first off, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit more about how you got into be an actual LPJ teacher professional. So, how did you get involved with Karen? Yeah, so she actually was at my first level of certification um, down in Florida at Daytona at the LPGA headquarters, and she was our teacher. And just during our breaks. You know, we would do these stretch routines and, you know, little bits of cardio golf. And um, I hadn't really gotten into fitness quite yet. Um, I worked out, but nothing, you know, crazy or anything like that. Um, we didn't have any workout programs at our at college, on my college golf team. Um, so it was a little new to me, but I just could tell it was something that I wanted to do. And so I went up to her after, you know, our whole week was done and I said, okay, I really want to do this. How, how do I become, you know, a certified instructor? Um, and she said, well, the certification's not ready yet, but email me in a couple months. And uh, I saw her at the PGA show in Florida again in January, and we just got the ball rolling from there. I did the whole certification um, through the uh, online program that she has, and then I actually got to go down to North Carolina to her house and finish my certification with her uh, in class. And we got to, I got to watch her teach a class, and I got to lead a class, and it's just been so much fun getting to know her, and she's become a great mentor to me and a really good friend. So it's it's been awesome. Yeah, she's a great young lady. As I said, we've had her on the show a few times over the years and really takes that side of the game, you know, very, very serious. You know, there's a lot of people out there that spend a lot of their time just focusing on, well, trying to hit the ball just perfect and trying to focus on the yep. mechanics of the swing that they forget about, you know, the other side, and that is keeping yourself not just in good shape, but, but you know, building the other set of golf muscles, if you will, and that's, uh, you know, your lungs and, and the core and all that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit, for those yep. that maybe are not familiar with cardio golf, what's really it all about? Give us a, a sort of a rundown. Yeah, so cardio golf is, you know, a workout program for golfers and non-golfers. I actually have quite a few non-golfers that take the class with me, Um in the beginning of a 45-minute class, we go through, you know, a warm-up routine because we really believe that, 
you need to warm up your body before you go play golf or even just practice. Um, and then, so we'll go through some drills on how to do that. And then, um, we'll focus on one part of the body, core, legs, back, something, you know, simple, but that everyone can do. And then the last part is working on our swing uh, technique with our shorty club. And in Michigan, it's great because six months out of the year, some people right. want to go outside and play golf. <laughs> and sometimes we can't go play golf, but we can work on our golf swings. And the shorty club is small enough that you can swing in your house and you can always just, you know, keep repeating the motions and there's no ball. So every swing is good (laughs) and there's no outcome, which is really, really helpful. I think for my students, um, you know, so they're not seeing the ball fly because I think a lot of people, you know, will just focus on the outcome and not the process. And for that six months out of the year, we can just focus on the process. And you see a lot of great results, you know, in the spring after they just do cardio golf all winter with me. Well, and that's a great point. And, you know, I've, I've tried it. Unfortunately, I didn't have a shorty club. I used a regular club, and that's probably yeah. why I broke the lamp. But um, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. kidding. All kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got you to gotta make sure that you get the shorty club to go with it. Yes. Um, but, no, it's a great <laughs> – yeah. It's a great program, yeah, just um, especially for all the guys out there that think, oh, I'll just take my wedge and, you know, use that. No, you can't do that. you got to have the shorty no. club. So, so yep. you raised on a, a very interesting point. I'm going to just ask you one more question, then, Cindy, I'm going to throw it over to yeah. you. You know, you, you talked about in, in your case, and Cindy's obviously – I'm in Florida, so that, you know, I kind of have golf all year round down here for the most part. But, you know, for, for you gals that are up in, you know, Michigan and up in Buffalo – you know, there's a lot of, you know, I won't say downtime, but time that you can't get out there to the golf course and play. So this is a great opportunity. You touched on this. You said this is something that they can be doing to not only stay in shape, mm-hmm. but also be working on some of the things that they're going to be using when they get out there early spring next year. Um, so do you actually have, in addition to obviously the cardio golf program, do you have other things that you do to keep your students tuned up as they say, during the off season uh, for you up in the Northeast? I do lessons inside too. I have an indoor studio um, that I have. If you need to come take a lesson, just keep everything, you know, swinging and making sure it's working. (laughs) You know, Um, I'll have open hitting times that you can come on in, but I really do promote mostly cardio golf in the winter, Um, especially just because I know, how much it can work. (laughs) Um, I just think it's super important that you work on your golf swing at least, you know, five minutes a day. You know, I know some people who just put the kids away for the winter because they have other hobbies that they do. Um, And that's totally fine. But five minutes a day, you could just swing your shorty club in your house and be good to go um, and not have it feel so foreign when you get outside in the spring. Well, and, that, and that's another great point, too, because, you know, the fact that you can do it for just a few minutes a day, you know, obviously, you know, a full-blown cardio session, you know, you again, you mentioned, you know, maybe 45 minutes. A lot of people, yeah. especially this day and age, even though they're at home, may not have 45 minutes if they've got kids or they've got, a, you know, especially mm-hmm. now with, with so many still doing some homeschooling, you know, through this pandemic, it's not always easy to carve out 45 minutes, uh, no, you know, especially yeah. for, you know, so – you know, five or maybe even 10 minutes uh, is a little bit more attainable. So that sounds like something that anybody can do to sort of keep themselves tuned in. Um, Cindy, go ahead. How do people find you if they want to take this course and do they have to be with you or can you do it remote? Yeah, great. Um, So before the pandemic, it was all in person. And then Karen actually created the Cardio Golf TV app. So now all my workouts are on the app, and you can, you know, follow along with my 10-minute core workout if you only have 10 minutes, or you can do, you know, my 5-minute warm-up, my 10-minute core, and then my 20-minute swing, you know, lesson on there too. Um, So you can create a class all at your home now, which I think is even better too. Um, I do advertise quite a bit at local gyms when we can. Right now it looks a little different, but hopefully relatively soon we can get back to in-person just because I like 
that as well because I can see what's happening. Um, you know, in the in your house, it's a little harder for me to tell what's going on with your club face that impacts. And um, but in person, I had um, I think I was teaching six days a week before everything you know with COVID happened. Um, so I had quite a bit of support going on through the gyms in West Michigan, and it was amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So people can go, what's the website? It's Cardio Golf TV. And if you go to cardiogolf.com, it'll lead you to the TV, and then you'll get the app. And I believe it's still a 30-day free trial going on right now. Um, I know that Karen does some promotions on there too. Um, and you can get, so if you use um, my code, you actually can get all of her workouts too and the other cardio golf instructors on there as well. So you get all of her workouts, um, all of mine, and it's really a great tool to help your golf game. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's- so, Brittany, let me ask you, uh, as I mentioned in the opening um, introduction, that you grappled on to Patty Butcher uh, as yeah. as a mentor, if you will, and worked with her. What did she teach you that has really helped you to where you are now? What specifically has she helped you with um, over the time that you got to spend with her? Everything. <laughs> so um, a little bit of background on that journey. Um, I actually hated golf when I was little. Um, so my brother is a former tour player, um, played at Wake Forest, and was on the Walker Cup. Um, and we we have quite a bit of an age difference between us. And I always had to go to his golf tournaments growing up. And I just wanted to run around dance, talk, and you can't do that on the golf course when you're little. So golf was not my favorite thing at all. And so I didn't start playing until I was about 13 just because I thought golf was really boring. And then I wanted something to do in high school. And so I knew my golf team was going to be good in high school because I knew all my friends played golf um, and I knew they were going to be good. And so I had to start working pretty hard and get good pretty fast to make the team. Um, And my dad taught me in the beginning and my dad taught my brother and Patty was my brother's swing coach as well. And I'd go to all of his lessons with her. And, um, you know, it came to a point where, you know, my dad and I would, we'd butt heads on the range and we knew I just needed a female teaching pro to go to. And so I went to Patty and um, just, she helped me learn basic things that I needed to, that I needed to grow as a, a player. And, um, but I think the most is she really helped me grow in the mental game of the golf game. Um, you know, she really, I think I could just relate to her, her as a teaching pro. And then, um, we just, you know, grew a friendship and actually, um, when I was deciding what I wanted to do outside of college, I um, had a completely different plan than being a teaching pro. <laughs> so didn't think I was going to have any golf in my future after I retired my club from uh, Hope College and that there were different plans laid out. And I, you know, I remember having a conversation on the lesson to with her and it was probably in March and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm graduating in a few months and I didn't like the plan I was on. And she said, you, and I just looked at her and I was like, how did I become you? And she said, you go to the LPGA Mm. and this is the steps you take. And she goes, and I will have a job for you when you get out of your certification or when you graduate. And I went to nationals my senior year and I got home on Sunday and I started working for her on Monday (laughs) And she helped me grow as a teaching instructor so much. Um, I learned a lot from her in that first year. Um, 
I knew about the golf game, but I had no idea how to run a golf clinic, <laughs> you know, simple things like that, and just learned so much on how to be a successful businesswoman in the golf industry, because um, she's amazing at what she does, and just having mm-hmm. to learn, just learning from her in that first year was <laughs> overwhelming, <laughs> and then, um, you know, worked for her for a few more years, and then... Um, so she's in Grand Rapids, probably about 45 minutes from me, and I was still wanting to live in Muskegon, so I was commuting, and I said, okay, I'm done with the commute. Can I, you know, take this on my own? And she was like, yeah, let's see what happens. And I did, and I opened my own golf academy, um, structured it very similar to what she does, and it's been great. Um, yeah, I definitely – she set me on a path that I had no idea I would be on, and it's been amazing. You know, wow. it's just a, a te- yeah, it's a testament to really, um, you know, obviously the, the skill that that Patty brings to the game, and the ability to mentor, and that's really what this is all about. And I and I have to be honest, you know, Cindy, mm-hmm. you've heard me say this before as well. I, I my hats are off to, and this is one of the reasons why we do this show to the LPGA organization and all of its members and all of those that, that help out, not just uh, those that play on tour, but those in the teaching division as well, because they really do give so much. Cindy is another you know, great leader in, in the industry and has mentored. I mean, we have many, many people that have come on this show who all know who Cindy, not just because they've seen her on TV, but just because of the outreach that she does within her community of, of fellow uh, golf professionals and, and, and so on and so forth. And it's so important. And what's really interesting about Brittany, about your story is you went from, you have a very similar, I mean, except for she didn't go on obviously to be a teacher, but, um, but my sister had the same kind of attitude, you know, couldn't stand golf, thought it was boring and this, that, and the other. And I, I sort of beating her over the head at the time, I, I said, look, you know, get out there and try it. And, you know, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. But up until, you know, her later point in life when she passed on, you know, she learned to love the game and really enjoyed it from a different perspective, obviously. But but again, so you never discount that. And so you obviously went from, you know, not loving the game, not having an interest in the game to playing, you know, uh, in in college and then going on to actually developing a career. Do you want to do something similar in addition to obviously teaching and doing all of the wonderful things that you're doing in your lesson on your lesson T and so forth? Do you want to pay it forward? And are you doing something now to prepare for that to the next generation that's going to come after you? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I really love growing the game for women and then younger girls. Um, so I have a girls golf club, which I love because even if they don't love golf, I tell them my story and they'll be like, Oh, okay. You know? Um, so I definitely think it's important to grow the game for younger girls. Um, and just show them that golf can be fun at a young age. It doesn't have to be boring. Um, and then I'm actually a, so my alma mater at Mona Shores, I'm actually the varsity coach there. Um, so that was kind of a fun addition into my other jobs. And so it's been great to watch them, you know, grow through their games in golf and, um, see how they can grow as people. And I think the one thing that Patty, um, really helped me understand was, you know, golf can teach you skills that, you know, you had no idea you were going to learn through the game of golf, um, golf can teach you so much about yourself. I had no idea that I could be so patient. <laughs> um, and I'm not a patient person <laughs> at all. <laughs> and But golf had to really teach me how to do that. Um, and I also, just golf has taught me so much about myself. But I think what I really try to take away from lessons with Patty is when you're on the lesson tee with me, I really just want you to feel comfortable with me and we're going to just be friends for that, you know, 60 minutes. Um, and I want you to know that I'm always there for you and anything you need, I will help you, you know, 
in any way I can. Um, because when you're on the lesson team with Patty, you instantly become one of her friends. And I think that's super important. Um, instead of, you know, me just telling you what to do in the golf swing, but just growing a relationship and how can I help you make par on this hole that you really don't like at your home course, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. simple things like that help. I think you can come see me for lessons, but I really just want to grow our relationship as friends. And then, you know, when you come back to me, we can talk about all your rounds and everything that happened and all of them. Um, so it's just more of like a friendship on the, on the course with me. Right. Well said. And, and I think it's important too, you know, for, for so many people out there, there are so many life lessons really that you learn through the game that people, and you've admittedly acknowledged yourself that you didn't really know about yourself. Um, but once getting into this game, it sort of shone a light, if you will. And, um, you know, I think it's great for some of these young girls, you know, coming up, you know, we just talked to one uh, off of the Symmetra Tour who, again, has won multiple times, just has a great attitude, loves what she does, gets out there and grinds it out week in, week out, and has just learned to really embrace what it is that she can do so well and not, you know, sort of sweat the, the small stuff. And uh, it, it served her very well. Cindy, go ahead. Yeah. Do you find that your story, again, I think one of the best things about the LPGA is that we are a group of almost 2,000 people, women, who all have a personal story that really care about serving others due to our story. Like you, I didn't really like golf. I was dragged to lessons in the range and tournaments to watch my brother play. I might have been a little obstinate about it. And my story was I've always been told I'm not good enough. So I look in somebody's eyes and I say, I'm going to make you good enough. And, you know, you got to know that I, you don't believe in yourself, but I believe in you. So I think that's, that's helped me. Has that helped you? Oh, yeah. Um I love the LPGA organization. I I didn't really know much about it until I went to my level one certification. Um, and you meet, like, the most wonderful women. And they become mentors and friends. And it's just the best, I think, the best organization to be involved in because, you know, everyone cares about you. They become family. Um, you know, if you need anything at all, there's probably 10 people that you could reach out to for help and they'll help you, um, which I think is amazing. And it's so, it was so much fun to hear everyone's personal stories going through my certification um, because everyone has such a different background um, and it does help to tell um, your story. And I definitely think it helps to tell, you know, mine to my younger girls because I can tell some of them, maybe are on the fence, so if they like golf or not, and um, I I can tell when a you know, kid is there just because their parents want them to play golf, and, um, you know, we just work on having fun with golf rather than, okay, we're going to make your swing perfect, you know, um, and I think it does, if I can inspire one person, um, that would just mean the world to me, so I just try to, you know, tell them that, golf can be fun you know it doesn't have to be boring and the most important part I think is golf is a lifetime sport and I've met some of my best friends through golf and I don't know if I would have met them I hadn't played golf and I think that's really important agree well said so Brittany let me ask you something I want to go back to something you said a a few moments ago about what you want people to feel when they're with you on the lesson tee. And I think one thing that stands out with me, um, and a lot I've heard a lot of golfers say this when they're going to take lessons, they're very intimidated. They know obviously the instructor, you know, has the skills and the ability to, to be able to, to play the game at, a, at a, a higher level than most of them could. And so they're very intimidated. And so if you had somebody let's say that's brand new to the game and obviously as a result of this pandemic there's been a lot of people i'm sure you've witnessed it as well um yeah. just by by virtue of uh, you know i got to get out of the house i can't stand watching <laughs> any more netflix i got to get out and do yep. something golf was one of the few 
you know, respites to be able to do that. Somebody new yeah. coming to the lesson tee that's never picked up a golf club before is maybe a little bit, uh, you know, intimidated or, sh- or shy or apprehensive. What's going to be the conversation you're going to have with them? Yeah, um, I definitely remind them that golf is a game of baby steps. Um, you know, it takes a, it's a process. Um, you know, if, if they're really, you know, frustrated with it, I really want them to know that. And, you know, we, we start usually at the green because if you can chip and putt, you know, drop a ball 30 yards from the green and start there. So if you're really, really intimidated by the game of golf, you don't need to start at the tee box. You can, you know, if you're playing with someone, you can drop up by the green and then work that way. Um, a little bit like a Operation 36 model um, kind of philosophy, just because I think that's where people start to get very, very nervous around the greens. And um, if they can tackle that, then, you know, check in that box and then you can move back a little bit. Um, but if you're really, really feeling nervous on the first, like the lesson to you with me, sometimes I bring out my cardio golf club, to be honest, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. just because there is no, I mean, you're not, you're swinging in the air, you don't hit the ground. Um, you're just working on technique and there is no outcome with the ball. So Sometimes I do that, um, which is just a little trick, and it'll help them kind of work on the swing without being too overwhelmed by it. Um, but usually I'm pretty calm, and I'll either just start making, you know, silly little jokes with them to relax them or, you know, um, any way I can to help them just work on things that um, will make them feel a little bit more at ease on my lesson T because I don't want anyone to feel extremely nervous over anything with me. Um, but we'll talk about a game plan on how they don't, how they cannot be nervous on the golf course. I think that's great. I think sometimes a good, healthy distraction um, <laughs> is, is good, you know, because it, you're right. I mean, you know, people come up and they've never played maybe before, they don't know they you know particularly for women and you know a lot of women coming to the game i've heard them say you know i don't want to look foolish i don't want to you know embarrass myself mm-hmm. i've never played this game before so they're very very apprehensive and i think this is why the lpga has been such a great organization in helping bridge that that uh, gap if you will and getting more women involved by having so many great professionals um from the LPJ going out there and, and helping to ease a little bit of that, that stress uh, for, for some of the, uh, you know, especially the new newcomers to the game. Very quickly, we yeah. literally only have a, a moment left, but if you want to share with the listeners uh, the best way that they can reach out to you, if, if they're going to be up in the Michigan area uh, or, you know, through uh, some online programs that you're working through, what's the best way that they can contact you? They can go to my website at Gilo, G-I-E-L-O-W, golf.com. And then if you want to go to cardiogolf.com, you'll see the Cardio Golf TV um, login and all that process. And then I'll be right on there with all my workouts and um, anything that you might need for golf fitness. Um, and then instruction would be on my website. Perfect. Well, Brittany, we want to thank you very much for, for coming this morning and, and spending a little bit of time with Cindy and I. We appreciate it. We appreciate what you do. And, and uh, it's great that you're, you've you know, paid some homage to uh, Patty Butcher, who obviously has been a mentor to you. And, and I'm sure there's going to be a, a point uh, where somebody's going to say the very same words about you uh, in the future uh, as you pay it forward. Um, but thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Women of Ball- Golf. And uh, we hope you come back and see us sometime. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciated it. Thank you, Brittany. All right. All right. You have you. a great day, and keep up you the great too. work. See ya. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you. <laughs> Bye. All right. It was uh, Brittany Gielo, uh, G-I-E-L-O-W, uh, golf.com is her website, and you can also uh, check out some of her stuff on cardiogolf.com. Uh, or .tv as well. All right, Cindy, um, 
I'm not sure what's going to happen, but who knows? Rajin may join us next week if she wins this week. So we'll keep our eye out and wish her well. But uh, thanks for joining Cindy and I this morning on the Women of Golf. God bless everybody, and have a great week. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guests. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash women of golf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.